Today's episode of Total Sidebar is brought to you by Boston Beer Ventures. Boston Beer Ventures is happy to be supporting Total Sidebar, because who wouldn't be? And they are saying, what goes better with good conversation than great craft beer and cocktails? I mean, do you guys have an answer? You don't. I'm drawing a blank. I got nothing. Okay. So right now, Boston Beer Ventures is booking virtual craft beverage tastings in March and April. All you have to do, everybody focus, email bostonbeerventures at gmail.com and put sidebar in the subject line, and you're going to get a 20% discount on any booking. Guys, what do you put in the subject line? Hmm, I forgot already. Could you uh, repeat something it? Something about total sidebar? It's sidebar. The answer oh. is sidebar. Oh, right, oh. right, right. So it's sidebar is what you're saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. Put it oh. in there, 20% off, and go have yourself a virtual tasting. Boom. Do you want to know the category that I'm the best at at Trivial Pursuit? It'll surprise you. Don't say geography because I can never do that. Please nope. don't. Nope. Geology. There's no geology. No, there's category. not. Um, sports and leisure? No. Science and nature. The green. I'm great at it. I don't know why, but I'm really good at it. I love Trivial Pursuit. Me Let's too. play that again soon. And My kids never want to play it. Okay, kids are all, dumb. We've already covered this. Yeah, the fact did. that you guys know the colors of the wheel. <laughs> How do you not? Oh my God! Pink is entertainment. Totally. Yellow, yellow is history. Yellow is history. Come on. What's Green is science you? and nature. Orange is sports and leisure. Blue. I is remember. Younger. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Total Sidebar. I am your hostess, Ellen Cumley. I looked high and low, left and right, up and down, which is appears to be the same room that I've been in for I don't know how many months because that's at where we are. But what did I find? I found Miss Jennifer Palmer. Say hello. Hello, Ellen. And Alexandra Shumway. You get the full name, Alexandra. Say hello. Hello, Ellen Cumley. Whoa. You get the full name too. We're all doing it. All the cool kids are using last names now. Don't give out my last name too often. We just want this to kind of slide. (laughs) We want to kind of slide through undetected, undetected by the FBI. And you know, we are being trailed by the FBI. For those of you who follow this show, you know, well, it's a a lot of controversy. It's a lot of high-pitched entertainment. Let's put it that way. So yes, it is. is. It's high-pitched entertainment. I am trying to be high-pitched. How are you ladies today? How, what do you have to report? What's your temperature gauge? Talk to me. Oh, it's cold. It's cold cold here in downtown city. Yeah. And we're looking, we're coming up on the, um, the tail end of February vacation for our children and for the two of us who work from home and have three children at home well actually only two at this point but um Mm -hmm. it's been a long week i'm not gonna lie to you ellen this wine is tasting delicious and um yeah that's kind of where we're at headspace right now yeah are you are you feeling like it's are you feeling almost like it's challenging working from home for these this length of time with those sorts of individuals marching around so is that what you're saying Yes, but people always say like, like, cause Jennifer and I have worked from home for a long time. So the working from home is not the challenge. It's the working from home with everybody in Else home. home. Like yes. we have really gotten used to doing stuff on our own by ourselves. And now little people will be like, I know you're on a call, but I just have a quick question. And you're shushing them away with your hand. And then they're trying to mouth the words, 
where's the cheese? I just want to make some nachos. And you're shushing them away. Like I'm on a video call with, with the boss. And it's like, no, I just need the cheese. I'm like, still not going to help you. Like that's, that's frustrating. Yeah. Do you literally, know, I, that, literally that happened this morning, by the way. I heard I recently sense. on some news report there, and this is, this probably encapsulates it and it gets into the bigger issue of how much mothers are being, uh, are, are shouldering most of the burden through this period of, of the pandemic, um, they're being, they're picking up more and more. Their careers are the ones that are more at risk. Like it just, it, and that's a whole separate political discussion, but they said that there was a group of mothers in one neighborhood that have a standing primal scream meeting where they meet in a park near their, uh, near their houses, like five o'clock every Genius. other day. And they just stand there and just scream and just scream and mm-hmm. scream and get it out because uh, yeah. we are we are all penned up like caged animals and uh for moms in particular who have kids at home i can't imagine i don't have kids at home i have i'm not even gonna start talking about you have cats the, at home i'm not gonna talk about the pressure of having an 18 year old feline <laughs> in this house i think a lot of you have no idea how challenging that can be we need to look at, don't look at me she's sleeping she's making believe she doesn't see me but she does but for many other households, there are lots of other people marching around with them. And much as you love them, yeah, it could be a little bit of a strain. So mm-hmm. I think if anybody's, as I lift a drink, if anybody's <laughs> doing what they need to do to get on through, you do what you need to do to get yeah. on through. And well, I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to be hopeful and say that this time next year is going to be a shit ton better than right now. Next year? You're going I'm just saying. Next I'm year? Just, Can't you say I'm, six months? Oh, I'm going to say three months. We're hanging on by our fingertips. Can you say say three months, six months? All right. A matter of weeks. It's a matter of weeks. Thank you. How's that? I'm looking for (laughs) Memorial Day? Yes. How about that? Yes. I think this summer is going to be fantastic. I agree. That's what I needed to hear, Ellen. I think it's going to be fantastic. And let let me put it this way. I have, so I am an aged woman. And so I have to watch my little retirement funds carefully. And I talk to my money man. And what we talk about are things like, okay, what are the things that are going to explode? What are the sectors of financial investment that are going to explode? And we were talking about it just this week. And he was saying, oh, yeah, I mean, hotels, airlines, Mm-hmm. restaurants, entertainment, movies, fashion, all the things yeah. that yeah. we all just drop to to the bottom of the pile are going to surge. They're all going to come back and surge oh. because we are who we are. Have things changed? Have certain things, the way we do certain things change? For sure. You know, there, there definitely are. But as soon as, as far as I can tell, as soon as people can, uh, you let these ponies out of the gate, they're going to run. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to run more. and have a good time. Yeah. yeah. So it's coming. It's coming. I know why you're here. And <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. I'm here, I mean, for, ex- I'm here for the Cabernet myself. I'm ex- but okay. I'm gonna, yes, I'm here for the fine wines. Uh, I don't know why To Be Continued has turned into such an interesting segment of our conversation. But I am uh, my favorite part is that I hearken back, as you listeners know, in the To Be Continued segment to things we talked about last episode that needed following up on. And the best part is these two clowns 
barely remember what we talked about last time. So it's always an exciting surprise. Well, I was going to say, when you're like, I don't know why this has become a favorite segment. I'm like, for you, not for us. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, I don't know. It's an exercise in embarrassment for yeah. us. Well, so last it's- time we talked about, you know, like portobello mushrooms were like, what? What, yeah. what did we say about them? Exactly right. You didn't talk about portobello mushrooms <laughs> last time. As a matter of fact, we talked about MSG. Oh, that yes, I do remember that. And some of the hanging questions, there were two questions. One was, isn't it really full of sodium content? How much salt oh, is that, in yeah, MSG? That was, mm-hmm. that was question number one. And then there's a second question. So Jen's question was, what about MSG in terms of sodium and salt? Let me explain something to you. MSG contains 12% sodium, which is two thirds less than what is in table salt. There is less salt in MSG than in table salt. (gasps) Ladies and gentlemen, Food and Wine Wine magazine even recommends switching Mm. from salt to MSG for certain foods. Wait, what? What do you just get like MSG in a shaker? You like, yes, you can. Sure, you can. Seriously? Yeah, you can buy it. Sure, you can. A powder. Powder. Like a spice. It looks like a spice, yeah. like a white spice. It's like, like a powder. Yeah. That's powder. crazy. Okay. So MSG has less sodium. I didn't know that at all. Than salt. So let's go, let's okay, go, go ahead, to question continue. two. There was a question, and this is where I need Alex to uh, chime in doing her imitation. Alex um, spoke somewhat denigratingly about people she has known who have come over and said, well, I can't eat that because it has MSG. Could you do an impression again, Alex, of those people who say, I can't eat it because it has (laughs) MSG? I don't 100% remember, but that was was pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame that you (laughs) listeners cannot see her face because she's got this weird like upside down smile going on when she says it. And like her face is all crinkled up. She's like, and her tongue comes out quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, They're nasally too. Those people. Yeah. Any of the people who've ever been to Alex's house and have have uh, declined to eat something because of the MSG content, let me tell you that. And I quote: The FDA has repeatedly classified MSG as a generally recognized safe item to eat. Although many people identify themselves as sensitive to MSG, in studies with such individuals given MSG or a placebo. Scientists have not been able to consistently trigger reactions. The Mayo Clinic has found that those people who claim side effects found no linkage. Wasn't that liars? See, I knew it. Not only are they skinny and whiny, but they're liars too. Liars. Liars. The MSG excuse debunked. I am. I am gonna. You know what, Ellen? I take back everything I said about the like, like the recap or whatever you're calling this thing. because to be continued. To be continued. Because honestly, this is great information. And listeners, <laughs> you all know these people. We all know them. Oh, I can't have MSG. I can't. No, it's nothing. Nope. It's like salt. Nope. It's a salt. It's thing. in your head. It's and it's better than salt, head. from what I hear. Interesting. What, talk to food and wine. <laughs> Item number two. All right. I know. Look at that. We just we took care this of MSG. Is best day ever. There was a random question about who invented earmuffs. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, I mean, we're talking about them. I don't remember one. Well, let me just give you a quickie on earmuffs. You're going to like this. No, it was not Susie Chapstick. Chester Greenwood. 
Chester Greenwood oh, of course of Farmington <laughs> of course Maine of course shout out to all our Mainers Farmington yeah. Maine he invented the earmuff in 1873 at the age of 15 he came up the 15. idea yep he was ice skating he was cold he asked his grandma and she sewed tufts of fur between loops of wire and so he the first earmuffs and you know it was Chester's grandmother who invented them. Thank you. Them, not I was going to say the same thing. Just saying. Not to get all Gloria Steinem, but can we have grandma's name? I think yeah. that's who needs the. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greenwood. All right. Is that true? Which <laughs> is a little too out? close to current <laughs> news today. Uh, Chester's grandma is the one who gets the props. Uh, in case you want to know, Farmington has a big Chester Greenwood uh, festival every year. <laughs> so you can go up to Farmington. There's all kinds of winter follies and winter leaping muffs. around. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I just want you to know there was a guy who invented them and he ended up. He, so he asked his grandmother to make them and then he started manufacturing them. His Got family it. manufactured them. Okay. So he he made money. He does get some credit. The guy. He Wait, is the so, guy. So when is the festival again? I don't have the date. Oh, because I, I was going to say, you guys, we should road trip once we're out of this stupid pandemic. We should go to the earmuff festival. Yeah, that's going to be my first stop. To Ellen's well, point just, about, just about, I know. When when the horses finally leave the corral, yeah, when we're allowed when the when the ribbon is cut and we're allowed to run loose, I'm going yeah, straight to point. Farmington. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. It is. It's going to be tons of banners <laughs> saying "Meet me in Farmington." Everybody's going to be just heading up there. Final to be continued, which you also may not remember. Um, I found this nope. interesting because Jen had brought it up. We had for some reason we got on the subject. I can't remember of. Fear of falling over the balcony, fear oh, of yeah. falling off the railing, or right? feel fear of Jump, catapulting, of wanting yourself. to, yes, yes wanting yes. to do that. So, yeah. a couple of things to know: um, there is a term for the acrophobia is fear of heights, right? Yeah, Everybody knows that's, that. that's fear of heights. I didn't know Basoph that, by the way. I have basophobia, B-A-S-O, basophobia is fear of falling. That's just falling. It doesn't matter if it's from a height or you're standing on the sidewalk. Basophobia is Bas fear of falling. B-A-S-O. B-A-S-O. Basophobia or basophobia. Um, but this fear of wanting to lean over and fall off something, the French have a term for it. Of oh, course. Of course they do. It is called l'appel du vide. Ooh, which, well done. L'appel du vide, which translate to, translates to call of the void. Right. As you stand oh. on the edge of your balcony, you feel the sense of precariousness creeping up on you. The void or the abyss beckons you. That's Some people beautiful. instead describe the urge to jump as a pull from beneath. Can you say it again? What it's called? It's called l'appel, like comment s'appelle? What are yeah. you named? L'appel, yeah, the call, the call du vide, which is probably void, V-I-D-E. Yeah, the void. Yeah. Yep, like touching the void. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That is impressive. So that's, it is that's exactly what I'm talking about. Those damn French, they always capture God this damn stuff. It, they are so smart. They do. You know, and what it the, was a great opportunity for you to flex on your French. Flex uh, on my French. Yeah. Oh which, you know, you do so well. Well, because you're internationally known, in known to rock the microphone. We've yeah. I'm international. I can't even believe I touched down here today. Yeah. I'm, I'm just in and out so many places I've come and gone. So now, you know, and we all know that. Yeah. And exactly it reminded what me. It is. I got to tell you, it reminded me of, of course, L'Appel du Vide, that call to the void, the most famous one in movies that I can remember is oh, the Hitchcock Annie one? Hall. No, nope, oh, Annie no. Hall with Christopher Walken. And he is the weird older brother of Diane Keaton. 
and he says to Woody Allen, he calls Woody Allen in his bedroom, said, have you ever been behind the wheel of a car and you see the headlights coming at you from the other direction and you just want to turn the wheel and just turn it? <laughs> it was one of those like you, you want to do something crazy. You want to mm-hmm. do something and leap. That is what I equate with La Pelle du Vide. Yes, I do. Pelle du Vide. So let me write this down. It has nothing to do with any of this. Okay, cool. As usual. Annie Hall saw it once a million years ago. Hated it. That it's okay. Sucked. Oh, well, it's Woody Allen. It's a, it's, it depends oh, on I hate Woody Allen. Allen too. Oh, I, oh, have you heard what's coming I out? Just heard. Oh, my God. Just heard. Just heard there's a good documentary. Everybody's on that documentary. Of course yeah, they are. Of anyway, course. Sorry. Of sorry. Course. Sidebar. Sorry, sidebar. listeners. But, but yes, never, never liked, never liked. HBO uh, Max. You've got the, let's see. I just wrote it down today. Sunday Allen night. versus Pharaoh. It's starting Sunday, Sunday night. night. I cannot. Yeah, it looks good. good. I know that looks juicy. And if juicy. anybody Wait, wants, Ellen, and if anybody wants a good book, um, Catch Ron and Kill, Run and Feral, yeah. very good, very juicy. I have juicy. a question for you, Ellen, though, because I I was never a huge Woody Allen fan. I I liked a few of his movies, but yeah. mm, and then once the whole thing came out, oh, he was done for me. He was yeah. done with, right. for me with Soon Yi, frankly, but yeah. Um, yeah, nonetheless, he's been done for me for a long time, but it sounds like you were probably more a little bit more of a fan than I. Um, are you able, because I actually thought about this this week, are you able to separate, like mm. with the Michael Jackson thing, separate the artist from the, the man, and I'm using right. man as a general term, not um, a gender term. Are you able to do that with him, knowing that you like him? Because I never liked him that much, so it's easy for me to hate him. But sure. if you liked him, are you able to do that uh yes and no so there's a couple things on the and the woody allen issue ronan farrow being great investigative investigative reporter he is rebutted by another member of his family who says it's all bullshit like i'm very curious to hear but the he's latest. supported by many but two others including he, his sister including yes his sister. he is yes but rebutted by two others who refute it and you have Mia Farrow. Mm-hmm. Rebuted and refuted. This is a rebuted very, and refuted. This is very so, confusing. I know. So it's so anyway, the Buddha. I don't know what's true, but let's make believe it's true. Let's I mean, let's assume and not make believe. Let's assume it's true. And it's horrible. It's just like Michael Jackson. It's really horrible to see somebody an artist you admired, a, 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 you know, a, a political figure that you admired. It's like Bill Clinton. I didn't want to believe that Bill Clinton was a dirtbag. He's a dirtbag. Yeah. He was a dirtbag. See, okay. I just have to interject for a second. I have never had a problem hating both the, I, I feel like it's a reflection of who you are. And I, like, I used to love Michael Jackson after everything came out. Nope. Done. I had a huge problem with Clinton, with Monica. I, to this day, I still don't understand why he didn't get more blood on his hands. It pisses me off. Mm-hmm. I had a, no problem dismissing him. I feel the same way about Woody Allen. I feel the same way about Rowan Polanski. I am mm-hmm. I am a black and white kind of person. Yeah. That to me is like bearing into your soul. I'm done with you. But I do understand the argument of people who say that you ca- that you must be able to subtract, like, you know, separate the art from the artist. So no, I, I, sorry, I, I interrupted you, but go ahead. Nope, nope. And I think that's, it's a, it's a tough question. I wouldn't say that I, um, I'm not as black and white, but I'm not excusing or forgiving anybody for anything. It means if, if Michael Jackson music comes on, do I switch it? No, not necessarily. Like if it comes on in my gym, do I say, will you please change that? Cause that guy was a weird ass pedophile and I don't want his music playing. 
I don't. I don't. Does it mean we should still revere him as a musician? I don't know. I really, really, really don't know. Um, the Woody, but, but, but circling back to Woody Allen, I am still not convinced that I know what's going on. I'm not. I mean, I, I have read enough and, and seen enough that, um, and I don't know if that's me just holding out hope. Am I a big Woody Allen fan? No. Did I grow up with his movies? Yes. Was he a, 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 a talent, a very unique talent? Yes, he was. Um, do, do you want to believe that something isn't true when it's horrible, when somebody that you like is horrible? Yeah, you, you kind of, you kind of do. Um, I don't have that much invested in Woody Allen or Mia Farrow. I really don't. I really don't. And it seems the whole family seems weird to me. So I wouldn't be surprised to find out that there was bad weirdness there. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. So do I watch his movies again? Sometimes I watch them as historical pieces. I do because they were part of what I grew up with before you knew, before you knew that somebody was awful. Should I shut them off? I don't know. I don't know. So Okay. So let me, so let me throw something out here. And this is, I mean, just just to let you both know, my own personal, um, <clears throat> you know, sort of stance on this whole thing is, I would love to say I'm so strong in my morals that absolutely like Michael Jackson comes on and like, turn it off. I'm not I still love a lot of his a lot of his songs. He was a monster, a monster when you look back on it. And so are so many other people. But I also like, and I'm not gonna be like, oh, I can separate the, you know, the art from the artist or whatever. Like, it's still like, uh, I mean, I guess I can, but mine is really, if I'm selfishly, if I enjoy it, like that's what it is. Jennifer, I would say to you, Hugh Grant, remember him? He turned out to be a real lech for a while there. He'd had a real, I mean, now granted it wasn't with Wait, little though. children or whatever. No, he got a blowjob in a car. Who cares? Yeah, he was cheating on someone. Like you can say that you can say no, that he wasn't my, married at the time. He was no, with he Elizabeth was, Hurley. Right, but they he weren't was still married. cheating. Right, but he was. You don't think that's cheating? Uh, oh. I, I mean, honestly. So where's your line? Well, and yeah. that and that's no, but that that's my. I, it's I'm very sorry. different from yeah. pedophilia. Let's be clear. A hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent, and very. and and I agree. Like I'm just saying that. Like there's, I don't know. Like I feel like. Can I also say one last thing about the Hugh Grant thing? He admitted it. <laughs> it was. No, I know, but I'm just, I'm, but I, so I just want to say after a while, like he's, he was disgusting. Oh he my just, God. After how many hearings and how much tax uh, Jennifer, money? I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not defending Bill Clinton. I think no, he was a no. lech of, and, and he used his power. And when you talk about me too, I'm like, he should be more of a part of the conversation. Absolutely. Um, I'm just saying that like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a hard one when I'm like, oh, I don't like, Woody Allen, I've always hated Woody Allen. I've liked like maybe one or two of his movies. And I guess I'd still watch them and just be like, he's gross and he's an idiot, but. Right, so like, it's, so, it's so isn't it totally easy? Canceling. It's awfully easy if you if you aren't, if you don't feel a close affinity mm -hmm. to a public figure to, to yeah. throw him on the coals, right? It's easy enough to go, yeah, that, he's not a big part of my life. That's fine. Yeah. I can, yeah. you know, I can live Isn't it I can interesting a, that they're all he's? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Just well, because women women don't get a chance to exert that power on people often, which sucks. Mm -hmm. yeah, also, yeah. my moral my morals are shaky at best, you guys. Like I'm the first to admit. Wait, that. do you like, have them? Do well, you have them? As I said, oh. shaky. All right. Enough of this. You know what? People do not come to Total Sidebar to solve this kind of a weighty problem. Yeah, apologies, listener. Are we going somewhere, Ellen? Are we going somewhere? 
God damn it, we're going to like it or not. Okay. I don't know. You know me. Every time I start these things, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not. I don't even know if you're going to understand it or not, but we're going to see where you land. Like it or not, patchouli. Hate. Oh. Oh. 100% hate. Absolutely. <laughs> Do not enjoy it. <laughs> Do you want to take it first? Sure. I'll go quick on this one because I just went too long previously. Oh my God. First of all, I, it's not even that like I hate what it represents or, or, or anything. I hate the actual smell of it. I like it. that Alice, is, I, Alice oh. is waving her hand like she can smell it. Oh I my God. I mean, it, it harkens, it. it brings you back to college immediately, but I hate the smell. It, it, I have like an adverse physical reaction to that smell. It is horrific. I hate that smell so much. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Alex? Okay. So, so I probably have more of a um, relationship with patchouli. Not that I ever oh. used it, but in college, I ran with a lot of deadheads, went to a bunch of Grateful Dead shows. Um, like there was this one guy, Brett. He uh, he was oh he was very he was very cute. My my one of my college roommates. I'm I'm using my air quotes. Everybody dated him loved for a while. Brett. <laughs> and I'm, again, dated him for a while, whatever that means. We went away for the summer. He came back. Brett had these dreadlocks, and kind of like a little like ooh what's Brett with the, you know, dreadlocks? He's a little dangerous. Like, look at him. And it also like, but Brett, you know what, you know what you need when you need dreadlocks? You need to not wash things a lot and you cover them with patchouli. And that's what that harkens back to. Like I, I go back to like, I also think back to all the dead shows and the patchouli and like with Jennifer, it just smells like garbage it's so bad it's yes. such it's such an offensive smell and then put it in a small dorm room or with a bunch of dirty hippies at a dead show when you may be altered in some way it's just it's like a lot of colliding things and by the way brett just as just just to put a fine point at the end of this one the next year brett came back from <laughs> summer and he had shaved his head i was like brett what happened to the dreadlocks some dirty hippie gave me life at a dead show. I was like, <laughs> anyway, Brett, buddy, if you're still out there and you're listening to Total Cyber, high five. Hope you've been well. <laughs> Brett is probably like an investment banker now with a shaved totally. head. Right. And like a family of three that lives in Greenwich, Connecticut. Totally. He's trading in patchouli futures. That's what he's doing. I'm sure. Wow. I knew it. I knew there would be a strong reaction. Now, here's what's interesting. I am older than you guys. And patchouli was definitely the scent. You're right. You're right on the trail, Alex, in that deadhead kind of um, kind of kind of zone. But there were my older sister for a period wore patchouli, uh, and my really? mother hated it and would constantly say, "Oh my God, what is that reek on it? Is that patchouli?" Like it was one of those. It was at the beginning of. Um, the stores, the funky hippie stores you could go yeah. to with Indian print bedspreads yeah. and swirly skirts. And they had little oils, the peasant little, brown, little peasant blouses and little brown vials with black yeah. tops of oils in them. And there would be one that would be called 
rain and there'd be another one that'd be called yes. sundrop and then there would be patchouli and you could yeah. own patchouli it was like the whole store always smelled like patchouli so it go it takes me way back to that environment and no i hate it i mean I, it's just but i can i'll tell you one thing i don't smell it very much anymore and when i do if, if somebody walks by me and they have that scent i'm like oh my god God, it's now it's, I would say it's time for a resurgence. I think we should invest in patchouli futures because I do think nobody, 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 I, I, you don't smell that anymore on no, anybody. No, no. But also, we also like, don't we go to as many dead shows. We don't yeah. go to as many dead shows. Yeah, we haven't left our house. So if our kids aren't wearing it, we're, no, not we're old. It's we're true. old. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. All right, try this one. Maybe we can play with this one. All right. This is going to be complicated, but we'll see what we can do. Like it or not, country music. Oh, I like. I like. Yeah, I like. Well, uh, yeah. Do you want me to go first? I, I, you know, or do you want only, to go? I, no, I feel like we should bounce back and forth. However, you have more of a relationship with country yeah. music than I do, so I feel like you should go first. Okay. So, um, uh, you know, growing up, country music was very like twangy to me at least uh it fit a certain genre of which i wasn't really a part because i was a young kid listening to pop music so that felt like a something for older people kind of genre um or people who didn't live in the section of the country that we did kind of thing anyway so later on in life in the early aughts my uh, my husband <laughs> like got really into it and got into country music um like before before there was a country music station on the radio up here you know what i mean so yep. it was yep. in downtown city in downtown city right so um so it wasn't like the country music you hear today is what i'm trying to say i'm trying to make a, a yeah. little delineation because yeah. back then it was um it was new it was fun it was hip it was not hip that's the wrong word it was new and it was fun and there was a lot of artists that first of all the songwriting i really enjoy i think some of the songwriting when you get back to like some real real nashville songwriters who really take it seriously there's some great songwriting there um today's country music i hate it's so poppy and so like sitting on the back of my truck with a beer and looking at a girl in short shorts and and it's catered to a very different audience than the country music that i kind of like i think we've discussed on the podcast before my how my husband went off and found his own segment of jazz it was last week or last last episode what yeah, of, of jazz. jazz remember of jazz right he but deep he on also jazz. did that remember he he got onto the country music scene the movement which is out of austin texas that was about five years ago and there are people who are hearkening back to the real good old days of right. willie nelson and uh you know the the real people who the wrote purists. anyways yep. i like i like the notion of country music i do i like a lot there you'll find a lot of country music on um my my music on my phone but it's probably not anything that you would find on a pop country music station today. So I don't think I answered that very well. No, I do you, you, what you did is you circled around the problem, which is it's a really big term for a lot of different music these days. Oh, thank you. That's what I would putting say. Putting that into, thank you for tidying that up. Trying to me. wrap it up for you. <laughs> thank you. Alex, go ahead. Alex, um, put on your cowboy hat. What's going on? 
Okay, so I used to be like, oh, country music, come on already, no way. Um, and then my, well, and then Lou got into it, of course, Jennifer's husband. But Jennifer, you see that he got into like the, you know, the alternative. He was Kenny Chesney. Like that's what that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That he was, was Kenny Chesney before and like, there was like a country music station up here. We went to a bunch of Kenny Chesney concerts, whatever, right when like the tide was really rising. So he was like just before it. And then up it went and then Taylor Swift blew it up and higher and higher. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Well, yeah. And like, like, here's, the, and, and I don't know this for sure, because you guys deal, deal in country music way more than I ever did. But I think that it was new to us. Like, it oh, wasn't yeah. new to everybody. Like, it was new no. to us. Um, and and because of Lou and, and Kenny Chesney, that's how I first got into it. And in the beginning, I was kind of like, man, I don't know, like a little twangy and Sugarland. And I was like, man. I only know about and then as as we listened more and more I just I, you know I heard it and I was like yeah sure whatever and um and then and then my kids started to get older and they started to like it and then Lou started to go off into the movement and my husband started to go off into the movement with him and when Jennifer talks about the movement it's like hardcore real <laughs> country no Ellen I'm not gonna hurry up this is my <laughs> I've only been talking for a minute. Jennifer went on and on. Sorry. Well, I fell asleep, so <laughs> I was just checking. Listeners, Ellen's giving me the wrap it up. I'm like, uh-uh, no way. I love so it then my friend twice. did, and then my <laughs> other friend did, and then I had a friend, and she did, and then we all did. That's what I heard. So keep so, going. <laughs> so so as That's I'm... Me. As I'm turning the final corner here, folks, the uh, my kids started to like more of the like the poppy country stuff, and quite frankly, that's what I like, but only in the summer. <laughs> I only do country in the summer, and I don't I understand like the super hard twangy stuff. I I I think it's kind of fun. I love Taylor Swift. I don't think she's totally country. I don't know. I'm like whatever, live and let live. <laughs> I like all sorts of stuff. Some okay. I like, some I don't. I, I should have let you get going. I wasn't even. And the funny thing is, Ellen, usually when you do that to me, it is when I'm going to go on for another 10 minutes. This yep. one, I didn't really have the right to say. You wasted it. You, you should have waited until I was really going to go deep. I really should. I will. Oh, I I'll use episode. it again. I, I'm sure I, you will. I won't Listeners, again, I see this all the time. Jennifer never gets the wrap it up. I always get the wrap it up. <laughs> it's true. Because she wraps it up. You don't. That's why. Ellen, All right, I'm not disagreeing with you. I know. I, will, I, know I will give you. Well, now I'm going to give you my brief stance on country music. I asked the question because I realized when I wrote it, it means a lot. And for me, like that, I'm, I just mean that genre is really broad. And if you, for example, when I was married, my husband of all things, which really I didn't expect to see happen, he introduced me to Lyle Lovett and Katie mm -hmm. Lang. And, um, and those were kind of alt country, you know, they're definitely in the country Katie genre. Lang? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Katie she was Lang. in that really? of course. genre at one point. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Absolutely. Um, and then you have, you had Lady Antebellum, you have Casey Musgrave, you have, oh, you know, and then you could go all the way to the, you know, pickup trucks and cut off jeans like Blake Shelton and, and, you know, Kenny Chesney and, and those guys. So it's a whole lot of, it's a whole lot of music. Um, and I find that like, I, it's, a, it's, it's one of those things where I'm with you, Jen, in that 
I, I enjoy the songwriting. Like I enjoy the, the trick of the songwriting. It's all the same five plots, right? It's like my, my girl left me. I'm driving mm-hmm. in my truck with my girl. I lost my job. I love this country. You know, like you, it, you can list off, you know, four or five things and that's pretty much what it is, but it's, I don't, I don't download or buy that much country music. My son does. My older son does. He likes it, you know, more than I do. So it's not as, and I will also say as a quick sidebar on a sidebar that I have been to the Country Music Hall of Fame a couple of times and walked through there, right? And so you walk through there and you realize, wow, this is a bigger part of American history and music history than we realized when you see where it comes from and, 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 you know, just mainstream America and just, uh, just where these hard scrabble stories from Johnny Cash to everybody else. I mean, it's, it's interesting. So uh, I would say, yeah, I like it. I I like it. Do I seek it out and listen to it regularly? No. And to your point, your funny point, Alex, about like, it's great in the summer. It's like, yeah, there's lots and lots of country music. It was a shit kicking, kicking back. Yeah. Having a good time. Yes. There is something about that. So yeah, I think we yeah. like it. I think it's a qualified. We, we like it. Can I say one last thing? There's it, it gives uh, what I always found to be interesting is that it gives leeway to men in particular to do like a really soft, sappy, I love my woman kind of song. It gives them permission, I guess is the word. Like you look back to like yeah. the old Ray Price and like artists I like don't know that. Who that is. Okay, yep. well, whatever. You know a lot of them, but the, it's like a permission to say how in love you are. Right, or my heart is broken. Or exactly, yes. that kind of stuff, yep. which I think is is very nice. Um, it, you don't get that in a lot of other genres of music. That's and by true. the way, that PBS special on country music yeah, is great about how, how it's, one, yeah. the Ken Burns one about how it's yeah. such a part of Americana. So. And sorry, right. lastly, guys, Dolly Parton. Oh my God. This week, can we, of course. Can, we, can we talk about Dolly Parton? I mean, that's just, you know what, just Ellen, I'm just treasure. totally, I just totally stepped on you. I know that you're probably going to say like it or not, Dolly Parton. And by the way, the answer is love. Okay. We're not we going to talk about her. Dolly because we, we already talked did about her, her and we oh, love we? her. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we just continue to love her. Of course. Monday, of course Monday. we do. Okay. I'll give you the last one mm-hmm. and I'm going to make it crazy. You get to okay. pick, you get to pick one of the two. Because oh. I think they're in the same zone. So you have to pick a like it or not you want to talk about. Talk about, but you can only talk about one, Alex. You can only talk about one. Like it or not, either futons or tie dye. What? Wait, what? You can pick like it or not, I like it or not, futons. Or tie-dye. So this is a mashup of like it or not? No, I just decided that I was going to just give you futons. Oh, so we have to pick one to answer. Yep. What do you want to answer? So I have have to to pick pick one one? and then decide. Do we have to pick one? Nope, you don't have to pick the same. You can just decide which one is more interesting to you. I'm going to pick futons. You have a stronger opinion about futons. I hate hate futons. (laughs) I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. They're not comfortable to sleep on. It is very much. See, and here's the thing, like people, I know people like, oh, it's like a college thing. I'm like, uh-uh. you know what it is to me? It screams. I just graduated from college. I had my first apartment and I'm sleeping on a futon. And you know what? Andy Shumway, I love you dearly, but I hated sleeping on your stupid futon when you got an apartment. <laughs> I hated it every time. That's why I was always like, I have a better idea. Too. 
why don't you come to my apartment where I have an awesome bed that my mom works in a furniture company bought for me. This is what normal grown-ups sleep on. It has springs on, on it. Yes. Springs are important. Grown-ups sleep on mattresses, not futons. Strong oh. feelings about the futon. Yeah. And then the thing the thing that I was like being like, oh, but it's a futon. And you know what you can do? You can just, you know, pull it up into a, into a sofa. I'm like, that also sucks. It sucks to sit on. It's too low. It's not comfortable. The only redeeming quality about a sofa, I mean a futon is a sofa, is that you can rest your drink on the on the on the good point. nice arm. Good point. It's a nice it's wide like arm. Built-in coffee yeah. table kind That's of. it. Yeah. Other than that, side it table sucks on every level. Hey, young people out there, don't buy a futon. Invest in a bed, <laughs> in a sofa. It's Jen, Jen, I'm just going to Jen because I feel like your point right. of view is super strong. Well, I think she's covered everything on the futon and I support it 100%, even though there's no support in a futon. No, back. Nice. Okay. So I'm going to have to go tie-dye. And um, I don't hate tie-dye, but I feel like it's just, it's dumb. And I, it, it's just dumb. <laughs> It is. It's like I'm gonna pair it with patchouli, and you're just you're, you're gone. I feel like this is the like, like this is the college dorm episode. Is it? Not? I know. We talked about we talked about like patchouli, futons, and tie dye. I <laughs> and Grateful Dead. Seriously, you know, futons yeah. gonna be like, would you rather do yeah. a keg stand or drink yeah. a bottle? Well, of by the way, I'm ready to you answer that question notes. at a moment's notice. But let me finish up on tie dye. Tie-dye to me is akin to the dying of Easter eggs, which is, oh my God, so it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so great. Let me, let me do the little tablets and little mugs and pour in the vinegar. It's going to be great. Same with the tie-dye. Like, oh, I'm going to put the the colors in. I'm going to twist my stupid white shirt and tie it up with, you know, rubber bands, whatever. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be fun. The process is so fun. But what happens at the end is not fun. No. You've got a you've got a warm hard boiled egg with color on the outside. Do you eat it? No. Do you throw it away? Probably. Same with the shirt. Do you look at it? Oh, cool. Do you wear it? Probably not. No. It sits in the back of your drawer or you throw it away. They're both it's the process that's fun, not the absolute end product. The end product you can just it's it's wasteful, frankly. And again, I don't think that you, after college, you want to walk around wearing something that says, I did this myself (laughs) in my backyard, (laughs) in like a, in, in like a vat. Look what I did. Look what I did in a vat. And I was probably wearing patchouli and high while I did it (laughs) on a futon. So I'm done. Jennifer, it's like the paint party of of like apparel. Yes. <laughs> it's like, look, I made this myself. What are you going to do with it? Literally, I'm going to throw it on. Great. Car. It was just, it was, I don't know. We all did it together. That's so great. It sounded fun at the time. It's disposable. <laughs> They're all disposable. Just like the futon. Oh, such disposable. Maybe it's a disposable episode. I don't know. Oh, I am starting to see the correlation between the yeah, two. Yeah, it's, it's all coming now. into focus yeah. for me now. I am so glad that each of you chose a different thing because I wanted them each to be covered. And I knew when I when it after I was putting things together, I looked. I go, oh my god, it is like the college episode. <laughs> it is patchouli and tie dye and music and futons. Like bam, chicka bam. Like it was it was a mess um so i don't have any more to say except that on the issue of futons they're the stupidest beds ever created they're the yes. biggest pain in the ass to get down the stairs when
when you're moving. They are, <laughs> they they are, that. They are never 100% comfortable. They're just not. Get a bed, get a mattress and a box for you idiots. You know, just do it and, and be a grown up from the get go. Tie dye, I challenge you, unless you're in a tie dye bikini and you're a supermodel. I have never seen a tie dye shirt make anybody look any better. There's, it's, it's, it's not a fashion, it's a craft. And it's a craft that you do because you're high. It's a craft and you do it because you have extra time or you're high. Those are the only two, or both. Those are the only reasons you fucking put, you you make a tie. Who does that? You know, or you're hanging with three-year-olds and like, what are we doing now? Oh, I have an idea. Let's, let's stain your, your shirts. Or dye Easter eggs. It's it's all. To the garage, kids. You know what? The, The company that Pause that makes the Easter egg dye should really branch out and do tie dyes. Imagine if you could put those little tablets and little things. I bet they do. I I bet they're the same ones. Yeah, I bet bet they just have two different names. Bastards. It's a craft. Oh my God. (laughs) Nice shirt. Is it a shirt? It's a craft. I mean, it's really... I may as well be wearing like an Afghan that grandma knitted me. Like, appreciate your, I appreciate your craft. Can you tell me about the purple layer? Because it really is sunbursty. I want to hear more. I mean, yeah, oh, I double tied the elastics for that round. Oh yeah, I can Thanks tell. I can tell there was two rounds of elastics in the in the clothing you're wearing. Oh, you stop oh, wearing stop wearing things you put elastics on. This oh, is no. a whole new segment. This is a whole new segment of the most inane conversations you can possibly have. And in and at edition number one, discuss your tie dye method. But wait, props to Alexander for claiming that the futon does have a built-in side table for a drink. I, will, I never recognized that till you they, said it. So they, well done. They always have those wide panel arms <laughs> that <laughs> really <laughs> help you out. It's perfect for a red solo yep. cup. You put it down there, you're good to go. Or an ashtray. Or an ashtray. Or, yes, or, or a bong. You know what? Yep. They all sit perfectly on a big, flat, wide thing. You know oh, my what? God. Maybe I'm rethinking the futon now. Maybe, uh, oh. it has, maybe it's more, maybe it's more functional than form. Listeners, stay tuned. There could be a whole new update on. If only it were summer. Her home. If only it were summer and Kenny Chesney was on, you might really be into it. We'd be shooting out the mattresses and oh, wheeling God. in the futons. All right, I'm sorry, but it's time for speed round. <laughs> all right okay let's try and be more mature now we're at speed round so we're going to be more mature and this is this is a deep one i'll start with this one all right and you guys i would like to point out last episode i got a little bit of flack from the other members here because my questions were too young they were stupid questions about like would you rather look real really good in pictures yeah would you rather look really good in real life and it was all about kind of just two young millennials, Gen Z. So these are mature. Here we go. <laughs> We're speed speed, round. speed round mature question number one. Would you rather look weak and actually be strong oh. or look strong and actually be weak? Look, oh, I already actually know the be strong. Yep. Yes, I, I, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go you're both, you're both talking. So someone, right. so, someone act strong and go Alexander. Strong. Go. All right. I'm, I'm fine looking weak because first of all, I, th- I assume I'm going to look petite and also I'm going to be strong because then I win in the end and you have sneak attack. you always have the sneak attack. So that's great. 
And um, yeah, I mean, like, I, first of all, in life, I always like people to underestimate me because keep that bar super low so that I can sail over it. I mean, always, like all of my bosses- Literally took what I was going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. all of my bosses are always like, so what are your, you know, what are your projections for this month? I'd be like, um, you know, like just, it's really bad. Like, you know, how, you know, however many thousands of dollars and they'll be like, you're saying that you're like, no, I'm not <laughs> like, yes, you are. You do every time. Like, yeah, cause I don't want to disappoint. I always want to go over. And if it comes to strength, first of all, Ellen, you know, me, I'm always going to want to be able to be the victor in every situation. I'm not going to be the victor if I'm just going to intimidate people by my looks. I'm going to have to like follow through. Yeah, that's it. Plus, again, I think you'll look petite if you look, look you, tiny. Oh, you like the petite angle of look weak, be strong. I, I haven't been petite in a very long time. So what if you're lumpy and what if you're a lumpy and dumpy weaky? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'd still rather come out and have everyone be like, wow, just punch she boom. had that one in her. I'll be like, yeah, I knew. Could have told you. Yeah, so that's me. <laughs> If you had asked, I would have told you. <laughs> but I was I was afraid you were going to punch me. So I didn't want to ask. <laughs> You're lucky I'm not close enough. No kidding. Jen. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I am the queen of under-promising and over-delivering. I hate the reverse of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have no problem being perceived as a weakling and coming out as somebody who's strong. I also, unfortunately do have genetically a very strong body that also looks very strong as we've discussed on the podcast previously my father used to be like so murdoch what do you go for how much seriously how much you go for meaning how much do i weigh like no i don't really want to say that also but i'm very our father called jennifer murdoch oh yeah sorry. Oh, i think she nickname. threw that one out there yeah, but sorry. That, that was his nickname for her um but no i have broad shoulders from the swimming lane five and uh, like like legs that have are muscular, so I I do look strong. Yeah. I am strong. I would love to look weak, but be strong. So for me, that would be a treat because I feel like I am strong and look strong, but I don't. I would love to be the back to Alex's Alex's point, the petite, and also just you know the sneak attack. I like the sneak attack. Yeah, of, sure. Of looking weaker and really, in actuality, being stronger. So yes, that's that's what I'm gonna go with. Ellen, I makes, know you agree with us. I know you. It do. makes total sense. I can't. I can't. Again, another dumb question I pulled off the internet. I'm like, who wants to actually be weak? You know, yeah. and it's not about punching somebody in the nose. It's just, who would say, yeah, I'd like to look really strong. You know, look intimidating and scare people off and make them not approach me or not give me any. Maybe crap. men. And yet, I'm, yeah, I know. I mean, that oh. might be <laughs> like, right. I bet, right? I bet this question right. was geared towards men. I bet it might be really interesting to see yeah. how males versus females would answer this question because yeah, so for no. us, it's, it is, it's, it's not even a question. It's like, of course I want to be strong. And if I look weak and people underestimate me, go ahead, go ahead, mofo to try yeah. it and see yeah. what you get. Yeah, of course. You know, we're all there. Like I'm, right. well, I say right now for a, as a matter of fact, I say to people all the time, I'm like, I am the strongest fat lady you're ever going to meet because I am, <laughs> I've been working out six days a week for over a year in my living room. And I can tell like my muscles and, and stuff that I've had to do and lift and do are like unbelievably strong, but you know, uh, beer and chips, uh, yeah, what can I happens. tell you? So, but you don't know how strong I am. Like you don't no. know how strong I am until you 
you know, until you see me hoist myself up on a jet ski and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Okay. But yeah, that was, so a, that was a mental picture. It was, <laughs> you, you don't want to see me hoisting. Let's go to the next one. Oh, this one is completely, I don't even know what to do with it. So that's why I'm giving it to you. So after you die, uh -oh. would you rather become a diamond, be launched into outer space? Or leave your mark as a tattoo on someone. So you can be, you're dying, you're, you're dead. So do you want to be a diamond? Be launched into outer space? Or be somebody's tattoo? None of the above. Jennifer, you can take this first. Because <laughs> I, I, have, I have secret you answer. You can't pick none of the above. I have secret answer number four. Jennifer, go ahead. So this is, I think, this question to help no. you think about it. No, I got and it. We, I got it. I got go it. ahead. Then go ahead. So um, when you, so it's diamond launched into space or tattoo. So diamond and space both require somebody to find you. So you're kind of buried. Well, you're buried literally and, phys and, and figuratively with the diamond waiting for some well no that's not true it could be a diamond in somebody's hand i was assuming a diamond in its in its rough form like buried waiting for somebody to mine it um space launch into space you're out there that for me is a, a, a it automatic no i don't like not being tethered to anything that for me freaks me out the the that's why what i thought it was going to be two at first and i thought the diamond at least i'm nestled in a core of something and i was going to pick that but then the tattoo I don't love tattoos for me personally on my body, but I think I'm going to go with a tattoo because I feel like I'd be tethered to an actual human being. People would see me. I'd be something that was obviously like loved and adored enough for that someone to em emblem their body with me, whatever it was. And um, I'd be kind of along for the ride of their life. So it almost be like a rebirth, so to speak. Whereas the other two are also like one's out in space and one's, like hard, like a, a mineral. So, and the, and the third is attached to a living, breathing organism. So I'm going to go with tattoo. There you go. Okay. My, my answer is actually secret door number four, which is I want to be a ghost because I, we've talked about this and that's what that I want. That was not an option though. I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. Like that's my number one answer is I'm going to be a ghost and oh. it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to be friends with everybody and I'm going to be an awesome ghost. The friendly but, ghost. Right. Yes. Show me the friendly ghost. But if I have to choose, Jennifer, thank you for talking me through this because I disagree with you. I'm going to be oh. a diamond because I'm going to be a diamond on someone's hand or hanging from their earlobe or on around their neck or wrist or whatever. I'm not going to be in the cave because is that where you find the caves? I mean, diamonds? Cave? I mean, they're just embedded in rock. Like okay. deep then, yeah, the, I'm not gonna be that. Earth's I'm gonna core. be like, yeah, I'm gonna be the shiny, polished one as part of a, you know, like, like I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing my, my, my fingers. Um, I'm gonna be that diamond because you know why? I'm gonna be beautiful, and people are gonna be like, oh, let me see that. Let me see your run. So beautiful. That's what I'm gonna be. That one. But really, my first answer is a ghost. Ellen, over to you. <laughs> I'm excited for Ellen's response. I, <laughs> I don't know what Ellen's gonna do. I, I love the way Alex <laughs> starts out slotting in the ghost option and finishes, 
again, slotting in the ghost option to make it clear to anybody listening that there are these three <laughs> options, but being a ghost is a lot better. And totally. if she has a chance to stand up in court and make her case to be <laughs> a ghost, be the ghost, she will be with the ghost. She yeah, will go with fly, it. I understand. Go through walls. Yep. <laughs> There's awesome. a million things that a ghost can do that none of these other options can do. Um, I think this is a very, this is a very weird and interesting uh, choice to have to make because, and one of the things we didn't talk about is like, what does it mean when it says after you die, would you want to be in a diamond, in outer space, or a tattoo part of a tattoo which gets to what you think the essence of you is after you die right so oh. if you believe that after you die there your your soul goes elsewhere so who cares or uh, existence or, or consciousness as you know as you know it stops so who cares then like you think of it fondly like if i think okay actually the jewish religion i believe like there's no heaven and hell you die you're done and that is why you need to be as good as you can be on this planet while you're alive that's what god wants from you right like jewish religion wants that so if that's the case then you're gone so it's not like your consciousness is going to hang out in outer space or your consciousness is sitting in a tattoo or your soul is you know in a diamond so part of the question is Part of that question sparks the whole conversation of which we are not getting into because the sidebar doesn't go this say, deep. This is super deep. Right it's now. super deep. I, is what do you knew? think you? What do you think you are after you die? Um, I'm going to just go with you guys and just follow the lines of logic of which one seems there was more logic comfortable. In this? Yeah. yeah, it's like okay, it's me, my goopy ectoplasm, whatever I am. Like, where would I rather be? Would I want to be? inside a diamond would i rather be shot into outer space or would i want to be somebody's tattoo and you don't know whose tattoo you're getting i think for me i would probably take the tattoo i think i would i think i'm like you know really? what yeah if we take it very literally like my life essence i don't want to be in outer space much as you know i love space and i love the bottom of the ocean like i don't want to be out there by myself you guys are coming and we can you know swoop around cool but assuming that we can't um, and being in a whoop, being in, sorry, just dropped my mic, drop the mic. Um, being, being in a diamond. Yeah. It feels very static. So I'm going to take somebody's tattoo and I hope, I still hope George Clooney is still alive and maybe I could be his tattoo. And I hope you're not on a lower back. Cause all you're going to be doing is looking at the inside. Somebody's crack. Someone's crack. Pants. Yeah. Staring, staring at the crack in the back. Yeah. I know but it's I a tough question. Do you hope you're a face tattoo, Ellen? Because then you get to see a lot of stuff. Well, yeah. If I was a Maori tattoo in French Polynesia, yeah. Then I could stare out Wait, at Someone's the just come back day. from Hawaii. Seriously, I was going Mike Tyson with his face tattoo or like, you know, any of those little tears, but. Get out and about. Ladies, mail. get out more. <laughs> Ladies, get out more. And let's can't, go to this one. can't. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Let's go to this. <laughs> Here, let's go to deep. Let's go to super deep pressure. Oh, good. Because we're we're primed and ready for a good, deep philosophical question. Bring it on. Would you rather always have a runny nose or a blocked up nose? Oh, good question. That's a great question. Oh my God, that's such a Holy question. cow, is that a good question? Oh my God. Uh, I have an, listeners, I have listeners, listeners, I want to interject that I have tried 
to include questions and discussion topics that have uh, trying to help my partners here on the podcast expand their horizons, think about philosophical thoughts. But in the entire time you've been listening, this is the most exciting question. Absolutely. That has presented themselves. Runny mm-hmm. nose, blocked up nose. Who would like to begin? Oh, seems like Alex. I don't. uh, Yeah, I have the answer. Okay, Okay, so I'm going to go runny nose and I'm going to hate every moment of it. However, when I was (laughs) pregnant with young Georgia Shumway, who is almost 16 years old right now, I got some sort of a little virus and I and I couldn't breathe. I was so stuffed up. And so I remember talking to my OBGYN and saying, like, is there anything I can do? Like, I can't even, it was one of those ones where you cannot sleep. Like, you can't sit up, lay down, like you couldn't sleep because it was like, <gasps> and so she said, well, you can take some Afrin. And I was like, is that okay when you're pregnant? She goes, yeah, I take it for a few days. It's not a big deal. Like, it's better for, for you to sleep. I was like, fine. So I started taking some Afrin. And I will tell you, son of a gun, if that's not the most addictive substance out there. Oh, for the love. Yep. Jennifer's just showing us some Afrin right now. So I got super addicted to Afrin. I took it for six weeks because I could (laughs) not shake this. And I could, and it was not only was it so hard to like sleep, but then it got to be like, I couldn't sit at my desk and do work because it's just like this, like you cannot do anything. So I'd be sneaking a little Afrin and stuff. And my, I remember my assistant at the time, she's like, just so you know, I see what you're doing. And when that baby doesn't get into Harvard, I'm going to remind you it was all the Afrin you sniffed when you're pregnant with it. Oh. Anyway, George is fine. George is fine, guys. But the point is, is that it is- <laughs> Disclaimer, it is a, George is, it is fine. It is a maddening thing not being able to breathe. Having a runny nose sucks. It sucks a lot. But you know what's great is blowing your nose when it's like that. It's going to suck a lot. You're going to be going through a lot of tissues. You're going to waste a lot of money on that, but it's better than the money on Afrin. So I'm going to go runny nose all day long. Jennifer, over to you. Jen? I think I'm just going to, I just feel like playing a little bit. So I'm going to go opposite you. I don't, I already already disagree with you, but go ahead. That's uh, well, obviously you do. You just stated your opinion so i'm going such such that was exactly anyways yeah um i don't i think they're both horrific horrific so therefore what i'm saying is it's just by a margin that i'm going on the other side and i'm also doing it just to play fuck fuck with you a little bit oh i know exactly what you're doing yeah exactly (laughs) anyways so um listeners i'm I'm gonna remind you they're sisters (laughs) and it's uncomfortable okay continue jen poor ellen you really you deserve a bouquet of flowers um, that being said, so I think that, um, yes, it definitely stinks. But if you were to Alex the question, you could say, well, I'll just alleviate that with a little Afrin. Just saying. With a running nose, there is no alleviating that. It is constantly running. And I don't know if you've had one of those in a little while, Alexander, but if you have a really, really like, like, like a drippy running nose that you just have to keep like with this and now with the days of zoom and whatever, and you're constantly putting your finger up to your nostril, or I have slept with a tissue balled up, up inside a nostril now and then Ooh. with a runny nose. It's very difficult. Like with a, with a, with a stuffed nose, trying to fall asleep is hard. You breathe through your mouth. It's difficult. You get over it, but you fall asleep with a runny nose. You've got a box of tissues and a wadded up pile. That's like the, looks like the Eiffel tower on your bedside oh. table of, of tissues that you keep sticking up and off. It's it, you can, it literally wakes you up because you've got 
liquid there. Same is true during the day, during your work day, and it's very difficult to subside in public. Whereas, and that's where that's where my landing point is: public versus private. We're still at home in quarantine. It's okay to have a runny nose in quarantine, but in public, if you were to be out, you need you need tissues with you all the time. In public, that's all I'm saying. It's a public versus a private tissue situation. Exactly, Ellen. <laughs> okay. Just okay. The only way for me to answer this question is that I feel like living in downtown city in the region of the country where we do that I have a semi stopped up nose from, I'm going to say December through the beginning of March mm-hmm. that it, it just, it's just a nasal, whatever you, you have heat on in your home. We live in a climate that's cold. So it's just wreaking havoc with your nasal cavities. I will take the stuffed up nose over the, and this is what comes to me very clearly, over the runny nose where your runny nose, it hurts to blow your nose because your nose is red and it's, and it hurt. Like I have been there where it's, where you have such a bad cold that you can't touch your nose because it's so sensitive because it's so red. So you know what? I'm going stuffed up. And if you guys are telling me that Afrin is also some kind of drug that I can take, that gets you, me high and gets have you me never through taken business. It? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I probably have, but it's, it's not. Good. It's not it a regular is. guest at my dinner parties. But dude, it's incredible. I'm okay. I'm I'm opening up my I'm opening up my look. There's a whole episode of everybody uh, of King of Queens where the dad uh, Jerry is hooked on Afrin. Yeah, and he can't nice. give it up. Nice. Hey, Jerry, well, I up? we talked about patchouli. We talked about futons. We talked about tie-dye. We're now throwing in Afrin. I feel like this is... It's the drug episode. This is really a party episode. <laughs> this sure is kind is. of a party. It's kind of a had a really good an party. An old people party. Yeah. Well, it's still, party we started people. off in college, and now we got to old now people sniffing Afrin. Now we got to Stiller sniffing Afrin. So, yeah, I mean... I don't know what I happened. Know. That went, Do we have that time for one? quickly. Do we have time we, for one more, or should we, we wrap up? We always have more, time. One more. We always have time. All right, one more, but it's got to be quick, and it's uh, this one's really stupid. So okay. don't try it. Like the other ones are super smart, but but I'll be just curious to see if you even understand the question because I found this question. I'm like, what does this even? So we'll see what we get. It's not a young question, just kind of a dumb question. See what you get. Okay. Would you rather go on a date with someone with a bright smile or someone with an infectious smile? Hmm. Well, it's 2021. We're in a pandemic. So the word infectious art <laughs> gives me heebie-jeebies. It, it, might be, it might be kind of a trigger. It bright make, smile? It doesn't a make me feel smile? 100% safe. A um, bright smile? Or in, and this is a question. A bright, it wasn't from a dental website, just so you know. Bright smile, <laughs> infectious smile. So I had to stop Alex? and say, "What? What? what oh, what's sorry, a diff? Go, Alex. Go." Uh, I've gone first on everyone. Jennifer, you go first. Um, all right, I'll go with infectious. I, despite COVID and infections, what have you. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, that awful, well, it's not awful, but that lovely cliche rather, where like smile and the world smiles back at you. I like that. I feel like it, a smile really is infectious. And I would love to be around somebody who is infecting the world with a soul, you know, and if that means that I'm just 
ah, Ellen's smiling at me right now. Um, if that Isn't means that I'm, I'm just hanging on that person's arm while they do that and spreading joy throughout the world, I'm down with that. Yeah. Bright seems, I don't like bright lights. Yeah. And I don't look good in bright lights. I look good in a dim light. So I'm fine with somebody who's infectious yet dim. Take that and you know, put it in a put it in a in a Chinese fortune cookie. I will. I'll stuff it under the futon. Yeah. I don't even I don't even know how I follow that up, but I agree with everything Jennifer said. I like the infectious <laughs> smile. I think like I'd rather see someone. There is um. So my husband and I we watch Jeopardy because we're you know. So do we. Ninety-seven. <laughs> every night i'm like hey jeopardy and we like we're we're all in on everyone the guy who's been winning this week he's like he's like a super nerd with a mustache and everything and every time he wins you know what he looks like he's like oh my like his his smile he's so infectious versus bright exactly yeah He's not this like handsome, bright, smiling, like Ken dog kind of guy. He's like, I can't believe I won again. Me and my mustache and my plaid shirt. Like, wow, how did I get here? And the two of us cannot stop smiling. We're like, this is the, this is the kind of guy you root for. Like infectious smile all the time. And also whatever your name is, Jeopardy champion, you keep going, buddy. We're rooting for you. I love the way Jeopardy just got a shout out. (laughs) <laughs> and, and that the nerds rule, they continue to rule. Yeah, I think this question, first of all, I didn't know, uh, would you remember the question is, who would you rather go on a date with? Would you right. rather go on a date with someone who has an infectious smile versus someone who has a bright smile? And for me, the question, I'm with you guys, infectious, because it's like infectious smiles just imply genuine. Mm-hmm. They just imply like someone's smiling because, oh my God. As yeah, opposed yeah, to <laughs> when I hear a bright smile, I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even sure I know what that is, but I think it's like, they have a very attractive smile, like a very like, whoa, there is such a big, such a nice, <laughs> they look so good. Like you got a hair. So you're going on a you date. could see listeners. I, if see, only. see the Good. smile she's flashing when she says, Hey, hey, hey. hey. yeah. Are, I mean, yeah. these are the moments that? when we wish we were on video. Yeah. I think I think infectious infectious despite with the the times we're living in right now is a positive thing when it comes to somebody who smiles and makes you want to smile like there's you're around them and when they smile you're like "Ah." yeah of course of course (laughs) and if it's the mustard shirted man in jeopardy then so be it yes Jen I just have to say one thing clearly this episode this college episode has gotten to me because I just during the like if you're on a date with, I pictured myself at Seasons, which was a restaurant where I went to college, where I went on like my first date. Oh, I know. I was picturing myself across the table from someone with either a bright smile or an infectious smile, as if I were in college right now. So it has yeah. is like definitely gotten into my head. Just were you saying. wearing a tie-dyed shirt? I was were you not. sitting on a futon? But no, no but... I went home and slept on one later. Uh, Who were you more attracted to across the table? That bright smile or that infectious, infectious. smile? The infectious. There you were. You married it. Look, you married it. Aww. By the what way, they also, oh. <laughs> they also had a great buffet, that restaurant. Just saying. Yeah, they did. Sunday oh, brunch. Remember okay, that? slow down. Oh, Everybody, gosh. reel it in. Reel it in. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Chocolate fondue, anyone? This is so good. So good. This is what, ha- this is what happens. <laughs> Guess what? The seams are splitting a little bit. 
it's been splitting it's been a it's few months since we were all out and about and and yes chocolate fondue just popped up on college dates i didn't mean to take us there i you love a good chocolate fondue well when you're pouring in college of course you do you just dunk things it's what you do you slap on an infectious smile and say i'd love to go to dinner (laughs) are you paying you, you you give you, you give you most seductive pose on the futon. You're like, what up? Do you like my bikini or what? When you come home <laughs> late in the morning and your roommate says, "Where were you?" You just look at her and say, "You had an infectious smile." <laughs> we were at a Woody Allen movie. We just yes. came home. That's right. How many callbacks can we I fit in? Just gonna say, oh this is like a callback God, <laughs> listeners. I think, uh, you know, I'm going to ignore what they're saying and I'm going to apologize, just a unilateral apology for anything that happened that happened. That's kind of it. It's it's not even if it offended you. It's just if it happened, I'm sorry. And if it I'm didn't just, offend you, are you dead inside? And if, and if it didn't offend you, I want you to seek help and come back and listen to it again and then realize how wrong we are. All right, ladies, I'm not letting it go on any further uh listeners we love you we miss you i can't wait till we're back on tour so we can see you in person we're in the large venues and the big arenas when we're opening for you two or whoever else is out there um we're probably going to be the jurors and the kanye kim divorce it seems like that's probably where we're going to land so you're going to see us splashed all over the pages yeah um but try to (laughs) remain strong it's still us the sidebar so ladies tell them you know we'll be back next time say goodbye ladies goodbye goodbye guys hang in there